The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Join us around the pit as we talk all things barbecue. Now here is your host, Johnny Mag. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. And oh, what a show on many levels. First off, folks, just for full disclosure, we are recording this previous for a later date. And we're doing the first ever Pit Life Barbecue Two Potter. That's right. Two Potter with our very special guest and dear friend, Mr. Clarence Joseph <coughs> from Mama and Papa Joe's Barbecue. And just for that special occasion enough, we got had to bring in a, a, the old boy waiting here too, my brother. My dude. What's, What's up? up, brother? Yeah, kid. Wait. Oh, he hit the microphone. Good to be back. Hell yeah, the barbecue broker. Good to be back for a couple episodes. Hell anyway. yeah, brother. You know, just I, jump like in. Like I said, I talked stuff. to CJ to do this and set this up, and I'm like, oh, I got to call Greg. I got to call Greg. I'm He's glad. got the friendship repertoire with CJ, so it's just going to be great for what we're talking about with your competition experience so far, you know, and... Uh, Absolutely. But let's get right into part one. Mm-hmm. So if we don't say hi to you in the chat, that's why we're pre-recorded. Yeah. So hi, Dutch. Hi, Claudia. Big Rome. Big Salinas boy. Shout out. Mad Smitty, Max. Mad Max. Call calling you out. out. I don't get a hello today, though, do I? Hi, Chrissy. I'm chopped liver compared to our two <laughs> wonderful gentlemen we have here. Normally, it's hi, Chrissy. No. It's fine. Hi, I guys. said hi to you yesterday. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you remember awesome. how to do this? <laughs> I think so. No, right. no teleprompter needed. No teleprompter. Let's go. Let's see Freaking if he still can do it. Right into it. You ever wonder why everyone's lining up at Johnny's house? But for some reason, they're just not coming to your house. And that reason is because, obviously, this guy, he uses Uncle Steve's shake. And apparently, you're not, which means one thing. Chrissy. You better get you some. Damn straight. Uncle Steve's shake is handmade, uses only the finest ingredients, and comes in still 12 amazing flavors. 12 amazing flavors. And don't forget the sauce with no name. The sauce with no name. I just ran out. If you can eat it, (laughs) Uncle Steve has a a shake or a sauce for it. And if you have any shake questions, Uncle Steve has fantastic customer service. He'll take you through all your shake needs. It's time to take your backyard game and competition game to that next level with Uncle Steve's shake. Shake someone, everything. UncleSteveShake.com and visit Uncle Steve's Shake Nation on the Facebook. Also brought to you by Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com. Whether we're barbecuing or not, we always keep the smoke rolling. Thanks to our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Today, we are smoking the Turo Fuente Gran Reserva. Thanks to my friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. We get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. Just visit TwoGuysCigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Also brought to you by Backline Fabrication and Backline Smokers out of Austin, Texas. Ryan Newland building some of the best handmade one-off smokers that you're seeing go out. Nothing out of his shop looks the same. Everything is custom, as you know, Mm -hmm. Miss Mary. 
as we know, the night train, train. but also builds amazing uh, competition cart offset smokers. And then you have things like the multi-tool, which I believe is now renamed as the waffle, or is that something different? No, he's doing a... Waffle. Oh, he's doing a waffle. He's doing a waffle. I thought waffle you said you guys renamed the, the multi-tool. Multi oh, ah, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. Okay, so still the multi-tool, kicking ass out there. Check out Ryan Newland at backlinefabrication.com. This guy is doing amazing stuff. Also on Instagram at backlinefab. Also brought to you by Magnus Chef Gloves. Our brother Alan Fonte knows something about fire management being a Miami-Dade firefighter. He thought of everything with these gloves. Food-grade silicone, patented magnetic clips uh -huh. for an easy on and off, heat rated up to 500 degrees, a web fit for firm grip, one size fits all, dishwasher safe, but... If you don't like the web fit. If you don't like the web fit, in a more of a traditional five-finger glove, he's got you covered with the new Freedom Gloves. The Freedom Gloves are your traditional five-finger neoprene with an extra-long gauntlet to protect the forearms. Mm. All the same features, magnetic clips for the easy on and off. But these ones are heat-rated 932 degrees. C-Mac's pretty happy about that. He's, now his, his, he's legit in the, now in the ballpark. He was in the ballpark now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Check them out at MagnusChef.com, and at checkout, use the code FREEDOMLIVE for 10% free, uh, off your order. That's FREEDOMLIVE for 10% off your order. Magnus Chef Gloves, Master the Fire, Freedom Gloves, take a stand, free your hands. Also brought to you by Custom Cutting Boards, IRS.com. Ian Hemming out of Magnolia, Texas, is creating what I consider, in great consensus, the, the Yeti. Yeti. Of cutting boards. These boards take an absolute beating. Especially the way I cut. Especially <laughs> the way you cut. A little, little hard. Little hard. Yes, you're like a chainsaw with, a, <laughs> with no teeth. <laughs> but it goes right it, through. It, it handles it. Yep. From the dishwasher board, which is your typical countertop size board, to the absolutely massive 18 by 36 inch brisket board, and then the pizza board for the perfect slice Every time. time. UV coating, the pr uh, deep reservoir lip to catch all that beautiful goodness. Deep juice reservoir. Deep. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. ooh. I love when he talks like that. <laughs> it's been a while since I got a chance to say that. <laughs> the, the patented rubber grips on the bottom, even on a wet surface, the board will not slide on you. It's good stuff. Check him out. At customcuttingboardsrus.com. That is the letter R, us.com. And not only do they work great, but they look great. They look and great. Sometimes stuff that looks great doesn't work great. No. Any engraves, custom engraving, I think you mentioned as well, who will engrave it custom, put your comp team in there or anything like that. So you got to check out Ian. Good stuff. Whew. Hi. Hi. It's time. It's time. It's time. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've been, I've been racking this one around for a while on what to do on a, wanted to do a two-part, and it fell in that we, we had to do a couple episodes, so let's go back-to-back. Back. It has to be pre-recorded due to studio time. You don't have the time yeah, to do a back-to-back during normal studio no. hours. And yeah, they kick us out of here they do. There was really a does. lot of comments and emails, you know, through the past couple months on... 
you know, what do you look for in when you're shopping to procure your proteins for your next upcoming competition or just in general? You're having a big party at the house, you know. What are you looking for in straightness of bones? What are you looking for in chicken, brisket, ribs, pork butts? And, you know, in the competition side, how do you, how do you prepare them right? You know, your trimming process. Can, do you go too much? Do you do not enough? Mm-hmm. Is there a certain shape you see <coughs> with, with these guys? And I'm like, that would be a great topic. And I'm really like, breaking down the process. Yeah. Really breaking and I'm it down. like, who could we get to talk to it? And it, I thought about it for about mm, a second and a half. Which I think was about a half a second too long. And there's but so many great people. The way my brain goes, I needed the extra half a second. Yeah. But so we called up Brother CJ, and he was more than happy to jump on for, for this little excursion. Mm-hmm. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, from Mama and Papa Joe's, Papa Joe himself, Mr. Clarence Joseph. CJ, what's up, what's brother? What's up, CJ? Gentlemen, man, great to see you guys as usual, man. Greg, it's been a little bit. How are you doing, buddy? Good, brother. How you doing, man? Man, life is good. Life is good. Uh, thanks for the invite, man. Uh, I've been looking forward to this uh, for the last couple of days after the call. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Same here. Same here. <laughs> like I said, I literally got off the phone with you on Monday. And I called him. I'm like, yo, you got anything? He goes, let's go. I'm like, ooh, tough week. I look at my web. I'm like, oh, actually, Wednesday's the only day I have nothing on the books. Except for take the trash out at 6. At 6. And I'll make my 13-year-old twin boys do that. So I actually have nothing to do. <laughs> so here we are. Uh, so tough. So how you been, brother? All right? You know, obviously, we've been catching up with the videos. But I was, you know, finally able to meet you in person at the uh, pit reveal party I had back in October at Ryan's at Backline Fab, you know, which was great to meet you in person and Miss Alicia. Dude, that was an absolute blast, man, getting to meet you and the family, uh, getting to check out that awesome uh, uh, offset smoker that Ryan built. And, uh, man, moved. what an awesome build. Wow. Mm. And just just to uh, watch a couple of the cooks you've done on it since has been uh, really, really cool, man. Yeah. Awesome job. Yeah, it runs like a dream. Even in the this frigidness that we've been oh, having. It was, it was crazy. And, uh, that's, you, you have an insula- He insulated the fireplace, oh, right? Oh, like he insulated like the, the shit out of hell it, right? out of Yeah, yeah, same. And <laughs> like I said, on, didn't break it out this weekend because actually right now it's actually trapped in the garage. Oh, Glad, the week before, we got two feet of snow on Monday. Another 10 on Wednesday. Then the deep freeze came. So I literally have three feet of ice in front of my garage door. So I can't even get it out. Which I cooked in last Friday night. <laughs> yes, and back for a split cook Saturday morning when it was negative 11 mm-hmm. with a negative 40 wind chill factor. Mm. I'll tell you. Wow. Like, like, <laughs> like really, it, it's, it's almost hard to breathe. You know what I mean? It's it so hurts cold. to breathe. But... Ryan insulated my firebox. He, he told me him and his buddy had to sit on the, yeah. on the top so he could weld it. So he could tack, so he tack, could tack weld it. So he could tack weld it down. He had to sit on it with, with a buddy to hold it in place because it was fluffed up from all the, all, you know, all the insulation <laughs> yeah. that he put in there. But uh, it, it ran great and doesn't really require a ton more wood in this mm. weather. 
I mean, more wood, but not a, not like a uninsulated, you know, yeah. Lang or HBT or something like not that. Not what would, you would, would think require. you would need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. hell yeah, this is great to have you back, man. It's great to be back. It's great to see Chrissy over there. This is awesome. Hi again. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right down to it. The big question I've been getting a lot lately is when you're looking to get meat for mainly a lot of them were for competitions. You know, what are you looking for when you go to uh, to the different butcher shops or grocery stores? You know, obviously you can order online through the different, you know, Snake River Farms, c- companies like, like that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the meat shop, Kevin down the meat shop in Florida, you know, and you can even order those pre-trimmed. But you also go right to Stop and Shop or, or Market Basket and get some prairie fresh ribs yep. and stuff like that, which which are very good that don't require or uh, special order or or uh, or thighs for that mm-hmm. matter. Bell and Evans, you can get some good antibiotic free stuff. But when it comes to the butts and it comes to the briskets, that's where it gets tricky. Yep, and that's where it gets, I think, expensive. Yeah, for sure. The, to get the right product. So, CJ, when you're looking to cook a comp, what is your on your checklist of that you're looking for at the different proteins? You know, uh, fellas, one of the first things, man, uh, for a competition cook is to try to not settle on meats the week of a competition. Mm. And by that, I mean, if you're waiting until the week of a comp to go uh, meat shopping, chances are that you're going to have to settle at some point to get that, uh, to get that prep uh, process started. Uh, what I always tell uh, uh, anybody that, that's interested is, you know, uh, shop ahead. I might go to the, the store for, for paper towels. I might go to the store for, for sugar. But while I'm in that store, I'm going to swing past that meat section. While I'm in that meat market, I'm going to swing part, part, uh, past that display and just look into uh, uh, what they've got uh, available. Uh, I might not have a comp that week. But these are, those are the times when you're going to find those awesome deals you're going to find that special cut, you know, that special mm. brisket, uh, those those two special racks of ribs. And, man, you just bring those home and, uh, and tuck them away until the week of a competition. Meanwhile, if you're waiting till that week, man, you're waiting till Tuesday or Wednesday mm. to go out there and try to find a brisket, uh, man, you don't have that kind of time to, to, to now search. Especially during At the point, prep and the packing stages. Yeah. At some point, you've just got to say, all right, this is going to be the one. It's not the best, but I don't have time to go searching for anything mm. else. Uh, you know, when I was, uh, when I was up, upwards of uh, 30 to 35 cook-offs a year, man, I kept a stash of seven, eight briskets, <laughs> uh, uh, eight, 10, 12 racks of ribs because I was shopping that much mm. and, uh, and, and stockpiling them. Uh, one of the only meats that I will not buy and freeze is chicken. Uh, so chicken, I usually uh, I usually have to head out uh, two, three times a week uh, to find whole chickens. Hmm. I just don't like freezing uh, birds. <laughs> uh, Interesting. And as 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 you get more experience in the comp game, 
uh, you kind of have an understanding on idea of what you want your your product to look like in that box. And once you've decided what your product, uh, what you want your product to look like, then you have to go back and figure out how am I going to trim to get that look. And before you can even trim, you have to have an idea of what type of meat you want to buy, you know, what size. Mm. So uh, each each cook is going to develop develop their own set of uh, specs. You know, we all have uh, specifications when we go, go looking for a particular piece of meat, whether that be brisket, pork butt, ribs, or even chicken. You know, uh, brisket, man, you're talking about uh, thickness, overall symmetry, mm. width, <laughs> uh, uh, grain, uh, uh, ribs, you know, again, thickness. Uh, you're looking for straight bones or straight tur bones. Because uh, not very often you're going to find straight bones. Uh, How so about the speak. ones where the bones are going like halfway up and then they got this like yeah. floppy half of the rib? You're like, <laughs> oh, gee, oh, yeah. what? And I had those two racks of those Costco ribs. <laughs> Costco ribs, last minute, week of. Uh, I, I, I did it. Settle. I'm, like, Settle. I'm just, <laughs> I settled and I, I was behind. I got the Costco ribs. Didn't like them at all. And the bones are like halfway. And you literally can just, they just bend, bend halfway. I'm like, I'm like, that yeah. sucks. <laughs> but that's the, that's the shit he's talking about. Yeah. That's the settling right there. That's a good example of it. And, and you, you want to try to look in the package and feel for those bones if you, if you can and see if they're going all the way through and if they're straight. Hey, you know what? When you start talking about a uh, pack of Costco ribs, man, uh, I remember back in the days when they were a two-pack, and then they, 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 they've gone now to a three-pack. Yep, yep. And uh, I guarantee you, one of those might be comp worthy. The other two are, are going to remain for the backyard. Agree. If you're yeah. going to be taking those other two to a comp file, you're you're in a in a pretty yeah yeah. Way. I learned that we didn't do that well on on the uh, on those. Rings. Yeah, with the, with those with those three packs, you know, you can look at the top rack. So it's like okay, that's nice decent marble, nice content. Live and learn. Flip it over, you can see the bones on the second yep. rack. Yep. Okay, not bad. I'll guarantee, I'll make a bet, any type of money. The middle rack. <laughs> that, that middle rack. That middle rack. Fuck you. That's the snack rack. That's the snack rack. That's Yeah, that's yeah. The, the thin ass. You're not using nothing on that. Hidden between the two. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, a bad one. But, no, man, that, that, and, that makes and, a difference. And you know those packages got to be giggling when they stick that one in the middle. We're going to get them with this one. Yeah. <laughs> True story. That's it. Oh man. So that that's interesting. That uh, you know, a lot of people try always saying fresh, fresh. This I've never had any issues with thawing the bigger meats and cooking them. I felt. I feel. I mean, first of all, if you order a snake river farms, it comes frozen. Yeah, every time. So you're, you're getting everyone's getting a frozen brisket. Um, but I agree that you know everything holds well except for the frozen chicken. For whatever reason, the smaller the meats, the proteins get, they don't hold as well, even if they're yeah. cryovac or whatnot. I don't think they uh, no they do. But it's it's it, the chicken's easier to find anyway, right? You can go to a lot more places and pick uh, up the chicken man. than you can a prime or wagyu brisket. Here, here in <clears throat> Texas, chickens have really uh, become a problem for comp cooks. Oh no, sure. uh, especially those comp cooks that that are cooking uh, half chickens. Ah, that's it. Uh, because the chickens now, 
are all small turkeys. You know, you go to a store, man, you're lucky to find a a four and a half or a four and a quarter or a four pound bird nowadays. Yeah. Dude, you're look you're looking at all five uh, to seven pound chickens. It's not gonna fit in the yeah. box. Yeah. And they're exactly. not gonna fit in the box. What about a Cornish hen? You're allowed to use those? Uh not uh that is specifically in the rules, no Cornish hen. That's for IBCA. Right? Yeah, uh, that is IBCA, and I believe that is also CBA. Okay, because in KCBS, I I think you can use the Cornish hen. I think you can use use a Cornish hen. I don't. You can't use a turkey, but I believe a Cornish hen passes as as chicken. I believe. Okay, because there's no specific rule like in where you have to. Do you have to turn in um, those half chickens, or could you turn in thighs? Is it is it like specific uh, the rules? With- with CBA Champions Barbecue Alliance, uh, the new rule that went into effect uh, in December, you're now allowed to turn in individual pieces or a half chicken. Oh, you can now. Okay. Yes, in CBA, in IBCA, it's still half chickens. I can't. Re- I, I can't remember the exact KCBS rules, but I feel like you're. You can turn in your drums. You can turn in thighs, breasts. I mean, I think you can. I don't see anyone turning in half chickens, but I think you could. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not I, sure. I don't know that you could because okay. each individual judge in KCB. Oh yes, needs to get a, a piece. Yeah, that's yeah. true too. That's true too. Get that's a true too. piece that they can pick up. Yeah, that's they right. Can touch. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, that's true. And I'm a certified judge for KCBS. I should know that. Although I haven't judged yet. <laughs> I've done one yet. But I, but I got certified. Take a refresher course just to when see you know what's going on. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm still oh. new with this. I'm still getting my feet wet. So this you know, is great. This well, is a um, conversation. J- j- right just, to, just to brisket for a moment, mm. you know, when you're looking like like you said, the size, because you go in there, and we all we all do it. We all look at them and, you know, okay, he, you're looking at the uh, – the point side and see if there's a, a drastic taper to to the flat because you you know you can get a real thin right. flat so right off the bat you're losing pretty much half of that flat before you could even get a decent slice out of it. Comp trims especially because they're very they're very you know you trim hard for competition you know and and with catering you're, you're still about a forty five to fifty percent loss from your trim to your cook so probably even more actually yeah. With with so you have to start. I'm guessing what at least 17 to 19 pound pre standard to start with to end up with the product that you want to get nice big long uh, slices of flat. Out of, and you? and that is where I think I differ with a lot of comp cooks. Okay, uh, you know a particular weight has never been a part of my spec. Mm. Uh, my specs are pretty much marbling thickness width. Uh, I could get a 12-pound brisket for a competition. It just means that I'm going to trim less. Mm. You know, if it's thick enough, and when I'm talking thickness, I'm usually referring to the flat. Right. If it's thick enough in the flat, uh, then it's definitely going to be thick enough uh, in the money section, so to speak. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I can get it. I've, I've, I've prepped 12-pounders, and again... Uh, one of the things I always encourage uh, comp cooks, man, is to find a way of measuring uh, your final product after trimming. That way, each time you trim a brisket, uh, each time you trim a rack of ribs, it's going to be approximately the same size. 
you know, I've got a traveling container. That's what I call it. It's just a, a Tupperware uh, container. I can't remember uh, the length and the width, but my brisket fits in that container from end to end, side to side, with an inch of space on each side. And that is how it fits every, every <clears throat> single cook-off. The only time that brisket is going to change weight is based on thickness, you know, which we can't control. Yeah. But in terms of width and length, it's going to be the same every single time. And uh, that consistent weight, that consistent size really, really aids in you developing a consistent timing for your overall cook. Mm-hmm. You know, my cooks rarely vary uh, more than 15, 20 minutes on each side of uh, six hours for a brisket. You know, uh, meanwhile, you go to some, uh, you see some cooks, man, one week they're cooking a 12-pounder. The next week they're cooking a nine. Uh, then it's 15. And, of course, there are times all over the place, mm, you yeah. know, because, uh, again, you're lacking that consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the reason so many cooks trim uh, so aggressively is uh, it shortens your cook time. You know, uh, the majority of competition cooks don't want to be out there 12 hours cooking a brisket. <laughs> yeah, true story. So that is the, the reason for such an aggressive trim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, are you guilty as charged? <laughs> so, so do you... Um... Does it matter to you if you're if you're getting a prime or or a wagyu? Uh, what's the in in uh, you know I know in KCBS I do I've done uh, a handful and you know wagyu Snake River Farms I've kind of around here people are gravitating to. Do you like to you know you seem more specific where you wouldn't just order any brisket offline because you don't know what's coming to you. I feel like you need to go out and hand pick that brisket at least at your level. And so what do you gravitate to? Is it, do you think a prime can do just as good in these competitions? Or do you have to do Wagyu to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak? I have done uh, primes in some major competitions and done well with them. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. when I say a prime in a major competition, I am not talking about your average prime. Mm. I'm talking about one of those super primes. Like the upper 1% to one 2%, right? One of those prime right? primes. I know you know what, you what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the top, the, yeah. the so top choice gonna have stone to, or something. Yeah. yeah. It's going to have to be a special prime. But, uh, you know, uh, we've, uh, Mom and I, we've been to American Royale uh, a couple of three times. Uh, and for those types of in, uh, cook-offs, man, uh, we, we've stepped it up and gone uh, American Wagyu. Yeah. Because uh, we understand that the majority, the vast majority of cooks at those events are cooking those types of uh, uh, grades of, of beef. So, uh, yeah, we will. But, uh, man, if you've got you a quality prime uh, and you cook it well, it can definitely compete. Like one of those you know, I often master tell chefs. People, man, uh, yeah, I often tell people if you can't cook a prime well, you're not going to cook a Wagyu well. Uh, uh, just because it's a wagyu, right? So, so learn to cook a uh, a prime, and uh, uh, man, if you cook it well, chances are very, very good that uh, you're going to w- uh, end up doing very well with that piece of meat. Primes get it done. Yeah. Have you ever cooked a Master Chef Creekstone? Is that one of those upper primes that you're Master yes. Chef Creekstones? Yeah. Yes. Uh, matter of fact, we had a meat market uh, to get. Real right outside get of San Antonio, man, that used to carry them on the regular. Those and I like... would drop in there, like you said, hand pick, 
uh, those uh, those guys at the meat market would 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 bring out uh, whatever cases they had. Amazing. And I would go through those cases, man. <laughs> set two or three aside. I mean, you think that, uh, that because time... there's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing like hand picking. There's nothing. Yeah. You no. know, I get I get what you're saying. Uh, <sighs> I have gone on the phones with. Uh, I'm not going to name any names, mm-hmm. but I've been on the phones with with uh, meat markets, man. Quality meat markets. They're sending me pictures of the brisket. Uh, the marbling and everything is there. The weight and everything is there, and uh, I pay top dollar for this piece of meat, man. When I get it, when when it comes in the mail, uh, I'm a just extremely disappointed, you yeah, know. Uh, yeah. So I I'm just a real firm believer in being able to put my hands on it, especially if I'm going to be paying a premium for this piece of oh, meat. Oh yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, I I want to put my hands on it. Now there 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 are places like the. Uh, what the butcher shop? Uh, you mentioned that earlier. Kevin Green down in Florida, Florida. Florida yeah. 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 Matter of fact, I cooked one of those for uh, for Houston, mm. and uh, the only reason I, I chose to go in that direction uh, is the fact that they deal with so many comp cooks. They yeah. will do a a a a rough comp trim mm. for you okay. to get rid of some of that dead weight, so to speak ship that piece of meat out to you. They know the specs that uh, that that the majority of comp cooks are looking for. Specialty uh, niche. Yep. Yeah. That's and, huge. And I was just absolutely thrilled with that product when I received it, man. But that's like having Marbling. a consultant it's, built into your – that's like having a meat consultant. Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely, right. Like, right? A, like yeah, a meat yeah, – comp meat consultant yeah. or con, con, concierge. Or a meat concierge, a concierge. That's pretty cool, man. That's awesome. That's great. And by the end, you know, looking over your right shoulder, you know, we kind of know how that brisket turned out at Houston. A couple brass, (laughs) shiny Uh, objects over there. And and, you know, you talk Houston. uh, I was really, really in love with that finished product. That brisket, the slices look great. Uh, And when we got the two walks. I, I really, really felt good. We got those two finals. I really felt bu- good because I said, man, this brisket is not going to be very far behind. You know, it wasn't top 10, but I knew it had to be very, very close. And uh, uh, we were 22nd. The brisket was 22nd. Uh, when you're talking uh, upwards of almost 300 teams, man, uh I think there's two, yeah, 254 so, teams or something like that. Yeah, or, so, yeah. or even more. Yeah, that's wild. Wow. Yeah, now, in the top 20 walk, I think a top 20 or something is considered like a walk in those big comps, right? Versus a, a top uh, 10. I, uh, you know, different competitions have different standards, like yeah. the American Royale, I believe. Sometimes they'll do top 25, yeah. sometimes they'll do top 20. Nice. Uh, but Houston only did, uh, I want to say, the top 10. Okay. In terms of actual finalists. Uh, Houston makes their own rules. They uh, uh, they can change at any time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, looking at the brisket, where do you stand on what do you what would you call it the bend test? Oh, as of as it, when it's in the package. Well, as it's in the package, you know, does that I, really I, uh, hold weight <laughs> for you? Or I I don't I don't pay any attention to it. I don't pay any attention to it. Uh, there are going to be times when that bend test is based on how loose that cryovac is. True. That brisket is going to uh, is going to flex more. Uh, 
there are going to be times when that brisket that brisket has been sitting around somewhat wet aging in mm. its own juice in that mm. cryovac. It's going to bend a little more. Uh, if 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 you find a brisket that you really really like, I mean, it, it meets all your specs, and and the bend uh, the bend test is what you use to help you choose. Uh, and you pass that brisket up because it's not bending the way you want it to, then you've kind of missed out. And again, this goes back to buying when you are not uh, ready for a comp. This is buying when you're finding. There's something that some, uh, or I'm not going to say many, but but uh, some cooks, uh, some comp cooks don't think about, about wet aging at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wet age every brisket I bring home for a competition. I wet age every brisket I come home, regardless of pack date, regardless of what that butcher or that meat market might tell you. Uh, when I get home, uh, day one starts. I will write the date in a Sharpie on that package as to what day it went in my refrigerator, and I will do 21 to 28 days. So do you keep it in the original Kravac? Are you trimming it? Re, no, re, no, re cryovacking and then when then aging it in that. It is in the original cryovac. Okay. And as long as that cryovac is not compromised in any way, mm. uh, that brisket is going to be good to go. There are going to be cooks out there who tell you that they do it for 60 days. What? Past, uh, I have never taken one that yeah. far. Well, here's the thing with, with that date. That is you know, quote unquote, the FDA, but it's, it's also, it's a guideline. I have gotten mm. so much crap over a few posts of mine of finding some, some stuff in the, everyone looks on the, you know, the sell by date. Mm. That's a, that's just a thing. It, it, it's really for the customers thing because you, they have a mind set, mm-hmm. you know, and the grocery store has, you know, a liability of, you know, Fresh, 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 fresh. You know, you can't have a pack date and it's in not, you know, and it's a month later. Even though, like, what we're saying is as long as it's mm. refrigerated in the original package, you know, no holes, no leaks, not compromised. Yeah, that's important. You can wet age it and it's going to stay fine as long as it, it's in that controlled, cool environment yeah. of a refrigerator. Because I know a couple of local comp guys that, that when they get it, they, tr- they open it, they trim it, they have a nice cryovac machine, they put it in cryovac it and there it sits for the next you know week usually it's about a week only mm-hmm. they, they dry it for a week week and a half and then that's what they take but it's it's trimmed and ready to go is that still work to do in it that method are, these, are, these, are you still dry aging it or does it have to be the original juices to to really you know i i don't know because i've never done it that way okay uh i just know that there's been instances where i've had to trim a brisket uh, and then freeze it. So I'll use my vacuum sealer, trim the brisket, vacuum seal it, and then freeze it. Okay. But there's something that, that occurs in that package that causes the oxidation, and I get the discoloring. Mm. I get the discoloring. So uh, I, have, uh, I, won't, I won't trim and then freeze unless I absolutely have to. You get that brownness, now, that brownness to the, yeah. the redness, that's the yeah, brown yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Now, uh, if I'm going to trim and then freeze, here's what I do. I'm not, it's not going to be done for any type of wet aging. It's just going to be done for storage. And I want you guys out there uh, to, 
to think about this method. Uh, you open up that brisket, you trim it. You're gonna, it's gonna be nice and pink and red and everything like uh, we all want. Leave it in that Tupperware container. Freeze it in that Tupperware container. Then pull it out and vacuum seal it. Really? You what? Not, yeah, there will not be any color loss whatsoever. Oh, okay. So you, you preserve it by freezing it. Yeah, you freeze it and then vacuum seal it. Again, that's not going to help you with wet aging or anything of the sort. Uh, I, uh, because you mentioned it earlier, I really think that wet aging has to do with with in it in its own juices. Yes. Okay. That, that's you know, that's that, the key that, right there. Their that, own juices. Yeah, that uh, that uh, myoglobin or whatever that yeah. liquid mm -hmm, is called. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that is what it needs to uh, to really continue to wet age. Scientist. Scientist just came out of CJ. You said myoglobin. Dude, uh, this is man, what I call it. You said you know, myoglobin and shit. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, that's cool that you. That's amazing info. Myoglobin. After, after messing around with <laughs> with a thousand brisket over the years, man, uh, uh, some of them turning out uh, totally awful and messing them up. Uh, you really, really begin to compile the best of the best information. You know uh, that you that you've earned over those years. And I feel uh, at this point, man, uh, that is where I am. I've got lots of good info. Uh, and uh, even now in my backyard, man, I can't do anything in my backyard without the competition aspects coming into play. You know, uh, I can't I can't trim a backyard brisket without me wanting it to look absolutely perfectly. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, I, I've just been sort of corrupted by competition. Yeah, you get in. You always practice it. You always yeah. get in a little bit of practice in every time yeah. by doing that, so you don't have to go out oh, and practice specifically I, I, for competition. I do it all the time if I'm if I'm doing ribs, especially. I, it's like same thing. You know what are you gonna do? It's gonna be nice, easy cook. I'm gonna I'm gonna rub them and run them. That's it. Next thing you know, I got the brown sugar out. I got the butter. I got the honey. I'm boiling and flipping over and doubles. Uh, I'm like, yeah. I'm doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> In a way, almost comfortable. It's muscle. It becomes muscle memory is what it really does. I kind of do it for my catering ribs in a way. I, I cut yeah. off the little dangle of small bone at the end. And I kind of I make everything square. And by doing that and not having that little thin long piece that kind of flanks out, I can fit more on my smoker doing it that way. Yeah. So each and every one of my ribs, I mean, I don't cut off like, so it's like shorter, like you would cut off Man. a couple on each side or whatever, but, but I, it's, it's trimmed down and they all cook evenly. Every, that's the key yeah. to mass producing yeah. food is, or, or is cooking them, is having that consistency. And every time you cook the ribs, they're the same. Look, they cook the same. You cook the brisket, like a 10 Egg. of them, 10 briskets, doesn't matter what size at the end of the day, they're pretty much all the same size and they're pretty much all going to cook and come off within an hour of each other if I, if I rotate them and play the game. Oh yeah. Oh you know? yeah. You know, and I, I look back because the last, uh, the last mass cook that I did in terms of, uh, numbers of meat, uh, 16 brisket, trim them all, uh, man, it's close to identical in size as, as I could get all of them beautiful. We put them all on, uh, on, on the pit and dude, 16 briskets. They all came off within five minutes of each other. Uh, on your jambo? And, not on the jambo. Uh, no, nah, this wasn't on the jambo. Oh. We were actually using a uh, a uh, 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 pit maker. 
Okay. Uh, for one, uh, a benefit for a friend of mine, we were using a pit maker. Which is a local uh, uh, pit maker in, in the Houston area or in Texas, I believe. Yeah. They make the cabinet yeah. smokers that almost look like um, the Humphreys, like our Humphreys. Okay, yeah. But they have a gap in between the walls and the smoke goes, I think, in between. Yeah. And almost works as a reverse flow cabinet. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's that. um, Lee. Lee Hickle Lee was Hickle cooking for them cooks. at Houston last year. 100%. Yeah. Lee there Hickle you does. go. Yep. Yes, correct. Correct. Yep. 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 But, dude, to see, to watch 16 briskets coming off of that pit, man, at the same time, I uh, was pretty impressive. Uh, and again, man, uh, that's what it's all about when you're starting to, co- to talk about uh, uh, cooking for the masses, you know, trimming mm-hmm. everything the same, uh, the same size, same shape. Uh, it really, really works. And, and kudos to Pitmaster for having not that many hot spots apparently in their cabinet smoker. Yeah, because if there was hot spots, you'd have. Did you rotate it all in there, or did you play a little bit of a uh, rotation game? I, I, no, I don't remember. Yes, we did. Okay, we moved some from the top uh, to the bottom. Yeah, and, so they and, drip on each uh, other but, uh, and even yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did do that. Got it. Got it. Yes, got it. we did. Interesting. Beautiful, beautiful. So. So obviously there's a lot of work into going, you set your criterias for brisket, mm-hmm. you know, obviously set your criterias for all meats, but prepare ahead of time. Yes. If you know you have a contest coming up in June, don't go shopping the last week in May, you know, or that week, you know, swing by, because we all do it. I We do it subconsciously. <laughs> we, we were in the grocery store with the missus and... You know, she's looking at some produce, and we sneak off to the side, and we're, yep. we're found in the meat department. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just laughing because the, the first contest we ever did was the one was in June. Was with Matt, <laughs> uh, with Matt at the Granite State, and Granite we shopped for, we shopped for meat that week, and we showed up with no meat prep. Like we didn't know we we, we really allowed to. Trim, we we yeah. show up, and everyone's like, "So, uh, let me see your chicken trim." We're like, "We haven't trimmed chicken yet." What? I don't know. Come on over. You can watch the whole. You haven't trimmed chicken yet. We're like, no. We're gonna do all the all the prep. Uh, It's Friday night. We're gonna do. We're gonna do all the prep. We didn't know that that was the party night, and that you're supposed to actually drink a lot that night, and then get serious the next day. But uh, yeah, we. I've been. I'm guilty of that. You know, showing up. So we got to. You know, looking for what you're looking for in chicken. What you're looking for in brisket. Mm -hmm. You know the. the the Boston butts kind of the same way. I didn't hit bring up ribs because ribs it's gonna kind of fall under the prepping for your thing. There was more also. prep. There's actually more prep to the Boston butt than you would lead to imagine. I think yeah. for 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 prep and especially with some rule changes that you can cook the money muscle. Now you can separate, separate the money muscle. Yeah, so it's getting real. You don't have to leave it dangling off and pull it at one sixty five. <laughs> You can actually <laughs> cut it right, <laughs> cut that shit right off, and cook them completely yeah, separate now. But I think Game that's changes. a great spot to end part one. Mm-hmm. So we'll do a quick rollout, and uh, CJ stay right there, and we'll roll right yes, back sir. into week part two. So, folks, thank you for tuning in. For part one, so many more questions. Of this. I have. So, what so are we covering in part two? Just so part we can two, we're going to be covering your actual trimming processes. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we held off on ribs held because I wanted to bring a up bit. a thing because of like your St. Louis style. Uh huh. Mm. Versus baby back and versus baby back versus yep. a full spare. 
Well, with the full spear, you can get St. Louis style out of that. Mm -hmm. All depends on how much work you want to do and how much money you want to spend. Uh So for lack of better better understanding, we have just, if you're listening, we have just covered how to choose the best meat for your time. We've just gone to shopping. And if you stay, if you uh, tune in next week, we're going to show you how to prep all that amazing meat for your car. Dip into ribs, right? dip into the pork butt. I want to know all what right. he uses. Is this, are we using Duroc? Does he get the competition Duroc pack? He uses oh Uncle gosh. Steve Shake. No, I'm all saying right. I'm saying for the meats. I know. I, I want to know what that, and I want to know more about the smokers wow. and his views on drums. Well, well you're going to have to t- wait till next week. God damn it. Or with your lucky enough, because you got an inside, about well, five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week for yeah. part two with... Clarence Joseph, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you. Catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. YouTube, hit that subscribe button, notification bell. You got all the episodes right there. All the social media links are down below. Questions or comments, please send them to Pit Life BBQ Podcast at gmail.com. Like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. And until part two next week, keep, keep the, the smoke, smoke rolling. rolling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.